The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And another lovely Saturday. I know. Fall in the Northwest. We're finally here, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, after we had that crazy storm, you know, recently, that seems to have kind of been the precursor to suddenly a lot of clouds I coming know. around I and know. people starting to put their fleece back on and lots of puffy jackets I, walking up and down the streets. <laughs> I timed it perfectly. I put some, some grass seed down right before that whole you know, multiple days oh, that of big storm heavy rain had, and storming. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, don't even have to water. Worked out pretty good. That's true. Yeah. True, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's usually a good thing to do. Now, I, um, I'm i just sad because now I have to not wear white pants at my yacht club. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Don't wear white after Labor Day. That's still a thing, huh? You know, apparently for some it is. I, I had to do my first meeting and was given instructions that I could not wear the cute white skirt that I had to go with yeah. my uniform, and oh. I had to pull out my wool gray skirt. Well, okay. <laughs> and there I was kind of bummed because I'm like, it's too warm for that. <laughs> right, right. It's still nice enough that it's like, eh, not ready quite wet for yeah, the winter it's like I, it's Well, I also don't want to give in. I'm like so not wanting to give in to it yeah. yet. Because, you know, I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing. Is like September and October here in the Northwest can still be super nice. Oh, so beautiful. And yeah. to be outside as well. You yeah. Know, it's great hiking weather. And right. Well, that's what I was uh, going to say is like some of the best hiking and kind of, you know, low technical climbing you can do is Mount St. Helens right now. Mm-hmm. I've climbed that several times. Mm-hmm. And usually after the first couple weekends in October, which you have to get your passes, you know, well before now. Right, so you right. can't do this last minute, folks. I'm just yeah. giving you a heads up for next year. But, um, you know, it's great going up there because by that time, they usually have already had like a first snow. And so it's easier to hike up. Right. And the crowds, you don't have the crowds. They've died down. Right. It gets, yeah. it gets a little crazy up there during the summer. Yes. You know, and, and it's a lottery system. So you can only kind of, mm-hmm. you know, get so many passes. Yes. But, oh, what the view from up there. Oh, my gosh. It's so fantastic. Phenomenal. Yeah. Really, yeah. really is. Getting out in the Northwest, uh, you know, whether it's by boat or hiking or anything that just gets you outdoors is always a great thing to do. But um, we got a lot to cover yeah, in this show. Lots going on. So I want to make sure we get jumping in because we've got article after article after article that we're going to be discussing. Right. But before we get to all of that, I want to make sure that we cover a couple of, you know, general housekeeping things for sure us, thing. which is usually things such as market rate update. Yeah. Okay. You ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Bring it. Two words. What? Soybeans. Is that one or two? <laughs> <laughs> I think a soybean is one. Soybeans. I guess maybe that's one word. Okay, soybeans. I guess it depends on where well, you're from. Right, sure, I suppose. Well, uh, what's what's happening with mortgage rates is they are driven by the bond market. The right. bond market is driven by? Fear. Yep, that's right. Fear of inflation. So good news for the economy is bad for, for mortgage rates. And if we see signs of the economy picking up steam mm-hmm. or, or things getting better, 
uh, internationally, uh, mm-hmm. that could cause rates to rise a little okay, bit. Okay, so please explain how that relates to soybeans. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do mortgage rates have to do with soybeans? Well, because in the last week, uh, the U.S. has uh, sold over a million tons of soybeans to China. Is There's that a, a large a, number? That's a pretty big number, and there, which which is indicating a cooling in the trade war uh, with China. The trade war and, and the subsequent tariffs have been one of the key factors in keeping interest rates low. You know, because it's been a drag on the U.S. economy, it slowed it down a little bit. Um, in addition to that, in Europe, over in Europe, Brexit seems to be making a little bit of progress as well. Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. I'm so tired of hearing about Brexit. We've been yeah. hearing about it for about two years now. You know, yeah. Figure it out one way or another. Well, there's a whole lot of on. weirdness going on with there's that. There's a ton of weirdness going on with that. So, uh, so we have that going on. We have, uh, you know, possible, you know, so, you know, things with with Iran still still floating around out there. Uh, but but over the last week, there's been some some fairly good news on the trade front, especially which has been bad for interest rates. You know, that puts a little bit of upward pressure on rates. So you want the bad news? Uh, it's, uh, I'm kind okay. of smiling when I say that because the na- w- it's mm-hmm. still good. But I was going to say the rates are still yeah. humming along at oh, a fairly decent they, level, though. They definitely are, although we, we went up a, a, a little bit um, you know, over the last couple of days. But the national average for a 30-year fixed rate conventional loan right now is 3.62%. Uh, we were around 3.5 at, at the absolute low. Well, about 3.46 is the lowest we've been. So it's up a little bit. Uh, but, but not bad, not bad. We're still it's under not even 4%. this not bad. It's still excellent. It's still phenomenal. I mean, yes. well, you, I you could tell you're a banker because you're like, no, oh, it's not bad. And I'm like, I, seriously, I, come I, on. I, I, it's, it's because I've been <laughs> this time last year. We were moaning because we had the whole quiet we down 5%. in the marketplace. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, no, they're of, still really great, and I'm still recommending people go and take a look at their loans if they bought in the last one to two oh, years. Oh, absolutely. I know some of our clients are calling like, where are your rates today? It's like, wow, we're at 3.75. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> okay. So. You know, and to it shouldn't just be your own owner-occupied. No. Because, dude, right. I sent you an email earlier this week mm-hmm. asking you about my rental properties. Right, and you were right. like, well, I don't like them as much. And I was, but yeah. they're still better than I'm the rates honest. I have I'm, on well, my <laughs> Absolutely, they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, rental properties rates are a little, little bit higher, but they're still really, really good. <laughs> like, yeah. So, no, we're, we're still phenomenal. So 30-year fixed rates and national average right around 3.62. 15-year uh, fixed rates, 3.3. FHA and VA loans, 3.35. Those are still just ridiculously low. Yeah. And even jumbo loans, if uh, locally here, if you're over 725000 uh, you're going to be in the jumbo loan category. That's 3.7% is the, is the average right now. So, the, so they're still absolutely excellent. Uh, but we are seeing possibly a little bit of a shifting in the direction of those rates, and they may be going up just a little bit. We even talked about that a bit last week, that – Rates will only go so low, and then they become sticky. They just right. they just don't go much lower. And last week I was I was sort of indicating that I I felt we were there, and and that that appears to be the case. You know now we've got you know looking for a reason to go up a little bit. Right. I keep trying to think how I want to like compare that to something else that's sticky, but I can't come up with a really good analogy <laughs> on that one. I well, know you're going to keep bringing that reference up, and I want to just like 
figure out a way that I can be like, it's kind of like when you have <laughs> like the floor of a fast food restaurant. How's that? You know, I don't yeah, know, or a yeah, movie just, theater or yeah, something like ooh, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or people. Not Let's stop stuff. right there. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, but yeah, um, and 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 so we've we've um, you know we're we're still sitting in a very very good position for interest rates. Uh, I do expect them to maybe drift slightly higher over the next few weeks. So if you are thinking about refinancing or buying that home, it is a really really good time to lock in those rates. Yes, I would agree with you. You know what? Ask your lender or ask me. Mm-hmm. How would they I, do that? Can I float down? Do you know what a float down is? I do, but why don't you tell you our do. listeners? A float down is when you lock your interest rate in. You, so let's say you start a loan, a purchase loan, or a refinance loan. You lock in your rate. Once your rate is locked, you're protected from rates rising on you. But what happens if they fall significantly? Some lenders say, tough luck. You know, you're mm-hmm. stuck with that rate. Other lenders, like me, yeah. say we can float down. We can take advantage of a drop in the rates. Now, is that just because you're so nice? No, of course not. Um, <laughs> Oh, of course, you're not no, nice. No, I'm not nice. No, no, it's just how we're we're structured that way. But to, with that said, there's rules. Uh, so, okay, uh, bankers, you know, we got we got rules for everything. So, right. float down's not not free. Okay, so what you're saying is that institution by institution, it will yeah, vary. So you have right. to make the question. You do have and to not ask make that an question. assumption. Can I float down if yep. rates fall? Prior to closing, can't happen after the loan of, has closed. Right. Of course, you're yes. kind of stuck at that point. Uh, but uh, ask about that—a float down option. I'm always happy to answer pressing questions like that or run uh, exact scenarios. Uh, every mm-hmm. transaction's a story problem, and there's nuances. No, I, to all you've of been them. great. I've um, been talking to you about me and my own team, yeah. so like I I can vouch for well, you. Always, always love to help. If you have questions for me, you can reach me at Eric at EricIsMyBanker.com. Mm-hmm. Or pick up phone, give me a call, 206-915-ERIC, 915-3742. Eric with a C. Eric with a C. Yes. That's right. So, okay, since we are talking about things such as what to know to ask a lender, we should mm-hmm. probably also mention that we have just scheduled our latest class. That's right. We just, uh, what, hot off the hot off the presses here. Hot off the calendar presses. Hot off the calendar. <laughs> In fact, i got to find my notepad here. It, um, this Didn't is, we just pick November 6th? We picked November 6th. <laughs> I'm watching you flip your pages. Like, we just wrote it down, dude. I write that down. Yeah, oh, it's November 6th, and it's going to be at Claim Jumper in Tukwila yep. again because we like that we get the snacks and the beverages for everybody. Tasty so we get to cram pack your belly along with cram packing your brain full of all kinds of good information. That's right. And uh, so that's going to be from – we're actually saying it's 4 to 8.30 because mm-hmm. even though the Washington State Housing Finance Commission has like a 5 our timeline for mm-hmm. this we've been actually getting done sooner than that so we're mm-hmm. just trying to be a little more open with the well, information and and just saying you know four to eight thirty is really the timeline and an hour is not an hour an hour is 50 yeah. minutes in right the, in sort of the teaching world so yes so we're, we're good so we get through that yeah, absolutely yeah and yeah. because we already feed you and everything else it's a real simple process to just be able to get right, right. Through. we don't have to do a break for food and all that yeah, I was just going to say that's a that's a difference. Most classes, you know, you're going to break here and break there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we do that. We'll have some potty breaks and things, but uh, we we kind of press on through and we've got food that's it's sort of family style. People get up and grab some food and sit back down and and uh, and and they want to because we're covering really really good information. Yes. So we'll be talking about all the first time home buyer programs. We'll be talking about the the. Um, you know, special programs including zero down, the home buying process, uh, credit, 
things you really need to know about about credit, which is not common knowledge. And a lot of people make mistakes on what they do with their credit, thinking they're yeah. improving their scores and they actually hurt them. Yeah, I know. I'm always shocked how many people have been given such massive misinformation. Bad information. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of bad information that's out there. So yeah. it's that part alone in this class is completely worth Can it. Can make a huge, huge difference. Yeah, so, in all kinds of parts of your life. Absolutely. So if you're interested in that class, again, it's going to be on November 6th. And uh, from 4 to 8.30 in Tequila at the Claim Jumper to reserve your spot because space is limited, mm-hmm. uh, go to info at teamreba.com or you can also go to teamrebaclasses.com and put in your information. We need your email and your cell phone and the names of all the people who will be coming. So we will be right back here in a few moments at Open House with Team Reba. Thanks for spending your Saturday with us. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass with Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing you information on real estate and finance and all good things happening locally here. And don't forget, we're also available on podcasts. So if you want to go back and re-listen to a show or find past shows, you can go to your favorite podcasting source because we're on places like Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and actually more are coming up all the time. So if you just do a Mm -hmm. quick Google search, you can find us. Just look up Open House with Team Reba or... Alexa. Yes. Let's try it. Let's try it. Do it. Alexa, play Open House with Team Reba. Do you have to say podcast? I don't think so. Well, maybe. We, we'll, we'll find out. We'll, well see if anybody how knows. about listeners? If you guys are trying that out, let us know which is the best way to do it. There you go. I'd love to see how they can sort through all the material. Because right. I will tell you, so we've been saying that for the last um, couple of months that we've been in the process of getting everything up and going from all the past uh, shows that mm-hmm. we've done, right? Yeah. And so, and here's the thing, you and I should plan something by the end of this month because we're coming up on our four-year anniversary of this show. I know. It's been pretty crazy. It's fast. been a wild ride. Yeah, I know. Uh, four years has gone super fast. 16 yeah. years of working with you has gone majorly I fast, know, that, but four crazy. years of this has definitely just flown by. But um, anyway, we have... All, well, we have from the last few months are already uploaded in all the podcasting as well as everything from our 2015 when we started. Mm-hmm. So those first four months or so that's there. Uh, 2016 is all the way up now. Excellent. And they're in the process of 2017. They're just waiting for me to give them the you know thumbs up to yeah, yeah. go ahead and start uh-huh. getting all that process through right now. Otherwise, it's going to be a little bit later. But uh, yeah, by the end of this year, every single show that we've done... Um, you know, not counting, we're not doing repeats, of course, mm, obviously, sure. but uh, every single original show that we've done will be available That's for awesome. your listening pleasure. Well, those have a ton of useful information in them. We've yes, they do. great guests over the years. Oh, gosh, we've had some amazing stuff. And then one of the things that we're going to be able to do with that, too, is then be able to repackage some of those things. So if we have series of topics mm-hmm. that we've done, we can yeah. also put those out in different formats. So if someone's looking very specifically for some of that kinds of information, then and they have like a whole list of things that they can listen to mm-hmm. in, you know, just in, not in parallel, but, um, you know, they can just go through sure. them, 
you know, show by show and just download that information in their brains. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm loving that. Great, great work for that for you and from you and your team. Yes. Thank you very much. It's a lot lot of work. work. A lot of work. Yes, it is. But you know what? There's a lot of things that are a lot of work in our, Mm. our part of the world. But um, some of the things that make it more difficult... Do we want to start getting into some of these articles? I, I do, but I, I, I'd oh. love to get an update on the market. The, the real, we talked about okay. rates, but, but what's going on in our real estate market? Well, you know, okay, so that actually leads directly into some of the articles mm-hmm. that we're going to be discussing. Because right. one of the ones that came out recently is this August home prices are static and king, but soared in Kitsap and Pierce counties. Mm-hmm. Right? So that came through the Puget Sound Business Journal. Right. And um, I, would, I would agree with them. On what's going on with all of this, you know, the market, we've been saying this for a few months now. It's not just this one, you know, stat from August. Yeah. But for the last several months, even though we had our slowdown up through like February of 2019, when we did pick back up again, mostly due to those interest rates having mm-hmm. dropped down right. again, right? Yeah, yeah. It didn't it didn't balance across everything, right? It didn't just all of a sudden open the floodgates again and we were back to 70% of the houses were selling super fast. Right. And so what, what we've been seeing and this article kind of justifies is that there's still about 20% of the homes that are selling like within one to two weeks, mm-hmm. right? And some of them at over asking price. And a great example would be uh, anecdotally, we sold a listing in uh, Ballard on Sunset Hill that went on for eight and a quarter and we had two competing offers that both did pre-inspections and that ended up selling at 905.5. Wow. Right. And that was a fixer home. I mean, it wasn't in bad shape, but it was definitely a home that was dated. Not updated. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it was a craftsman that the last updates had been in the 1990s. Okay. Right. So, you know, it didn't have all the, you know, subway tile and quartz counters. Probably had Corian. It didn't even have that. No, it still had a laminate countertop, um, but it had the cool little scullery still available in it and a whole bunch of other interesting little features. So it had the quirky craftsman, but it just hadn't had a big update and it, it, was ripe for having some of that done, yeah, right? Yeah. It had had an update in the uh, upper level uh, where they had made a big master out of it, but it was, again, very dated. It didn't have a big luxurious bath. It was actually kind of short. Um, but the people who are renovating it right now, I think are going to do some pretty amazing things up in mm-hmm. that space, right? Cool. They're going to change some structural elements. And it had a nice, you know, it had a good view from the front and the backyard areas. Yeah. So from the master, you could get that. So that's a perfect example of like, it's a very popular neighborhood. People mm-hmm. want to be there. Uh, it's a house that we didn't overprice, but we didn't know where it might go. Mm-hmm. Right? right. And so that was a good example of where, people are, are buying it right away. Now, if your house that is like this one in Puyallup that we're working with coming on the market, uh, it's a little unusual. It's not your standard. Unusual how? Well, it's not your standard floor plan. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's had an addition done to it. So oh, okay. it looks different on the outside and it looks different on the inside. Yeah. But it's on a nice parcel. So somebody who wants a big lot for garden or toys or whatever they want to do. Sure. Awesome for that. But it's just a little different. Like I was driving the neighborhood the other day just to kind of compare like what what will people as they come to see this home be thinking, right? Like yeah. what other homes will they like in this neighborhood and how appealing is this to, you know, be in comparison. And, you know, and I was very upfront with the owners about this home of like, 
Well, it's a little different. You know, it's kind of like those uh, Pemco ads. Yeah. We're like you. Only a little different. different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Uh, it's, it's unique. Yeah. And unique doesn't always equate to most popular. Yeah, right. Right. Absolutely. It's quirky. It, it, it makes it harder to market. It yeah, does make it harder to market. Yeah. And it hasn't yeah. had also, again, it hasn't had a lot of updates. Okay. So I don't anticipate a bidding war on this one. Now this is down in Pierce County, of course. So mm-hmm. Pierce County, I will say if they are real popular floor plans and quality of materials mm-hmm. and updates and whatnot, mm-hmm. man, those things are, are flying off the shelves. Yeah. Yeah. They're totally flying off the shelves. Yeah. Seeing some bidding wars and things like that. Oh yeah. Almost oh, definitely. And we've yeah. been involved in them um, yeah. with our clients, but the, the vast majority of homes, you know, if you look at the standard on market timeline right now, uh, it's you know sixty days okay. is the average. You know okay. it's a, a few yeah. days over that. We just had some stats go out on some of the emails and social media that we put out. Um, you know through Remax, and so we're seeing about sixty days on market as an average. But there are definitely homes that we're seeing stay on the market up to one hundred eighty days. Yeah. So wow. okay. that tells you something about those properties, yeah. right? They're either overpriced or something's unusual about them, yeah. or both. Yeah. Is there a shortage of inventory now like there was a few months ago? There, There's still a shortage of inventory because we have more people coming in. Like when we look at census data, mm-hmm. um, even though – so what we're – this is also a very interesting thing to look at when, when you compare the stats these guys are giving us to census data. People in King County – who've been here a long time are moving out mm-hmm. of King County. Yeah, we're seeing that a lot. Right. But there's so many more new people coming into it. We still have a net plus effect. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we do still have a housing shortage. The builders who are out there are still not building enough inventory to make mm-hmm. up for the number of people who are coming in. Plus the other issue that we're running into is affordability. Mm-hmm. You know, that of continues course. to be an issue. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why you're seeing Kitsap and Pierce counties. Right getting so much growth in them. And listeners, if you haven't heard us say this on the show before, Kitsap County is the fastest growing county in the state right right now. And has been for quite some time. Yeah. And And a lot of people here don't think about it because they don't take the ferry and go take a look over there. But I was in Bremerton recently for a yacht club event. And my date for that, he hadn't been down there in a long time. Oh, downtown Bremerton? Yeah. Oh, it's nice. Well, not only downtown, but just even like looking at the overall waterfront because we, right. you know, we came in by mm-hmm. boat. Yeah. And he didn't even recognize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really really changed. Totally uh, changed. Fifteen years ago, the 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 Brammer brothers, you know, mm-hmm. kind of founders of Bremerton, had a a lock hold on especially downtown Bremerton. Yeah. And and when they they passed on, you know, things started to open up in Bremerton and, and new development came mm-hmm. about um, some of the the big anchor the JC Penney's like down there and whatnot you know completely transformed it had been you know dying for a long time mm-hmm. it, it's a nice town now it really oh, yeah. really has changed yeah and, well and, I mean and, most people kind of just assume uh, it's naval base mm-hmm. so they think it's like a particular type of area yeah. but I'll tell you you know um, we've mentioned this before we in fact you and I both have a lot of uh, mutual connections in fact Jonathan oh, sure. Frizzell we're gonna give you a little shout out buddy <laughs> um, you know he's been on our show before talking about 
um, cost segregation for you know investment property. But he lives over in Bremerton. He's mm-hmm. constantly sending photos yeah. on social media about the beautiful oh. sunrises and sunsets over I've there. Been going there, my live going there my whole life. My grandparents yeah. live right on Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, you know, Grandpa walked, well, the walked to the district. shipboard. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Manette district is adorable. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's it really re- nice. totally reminds you. I yeah. mean, it's super small, yeah. but it reminds you a lot of kind of old town West Seattle right. and Ballard before they That's got right. huge. Yep. Including a Sons of Norway Hall. <laughs> so, of course you had to put that had, in there. To, <laughs> took my grandma there for Ludafisk. You know what I'm almost sad to have to report to you? Mm. Is I recently was going back. Uh, I had somebody contact me through my Ancestry.com profile yeah. mm-hmm. again recently. Yeah. I think I mentioned to you. Um, but Ancestry has also changed how they do their origin info. Yeah. I apparently now have some Norwegian in me, <laughs> and I am I don't know if I'm aghast from that because I've taunted you so much about it or if I'm somehow feeling like maybe this is why we get along. <laughs> well, there you go. That's where that red hair came from. <laughs> uh, very likely. Yeah, because awesome. there's also still Irish in there, but yeah. still. Well, so, where do you think their red hair came from? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, well, the Vikings. Maybe so, but they got yeah, around. You we're, know. we're still the minority with the hair color, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. But um, so anyway, to to answer your question, you know, Kitsap and Pierce counties are seeing a lot of growth in their prices, but King County, especially in the higher priced areas, not so much. Mm-hmm. There's been a little bit of a stall. Um, so you know, just as you're pricing your home, if you're going to put your home for sale, be very realistic, mm-hmm. right? And here's yeah. the other thing I have to recommend is. Don't also price so low to try and get a bidding war that if you only get one offer and it's for your list price that you reject it. Right. Because I have seen that happen several times yeah, and yeah. it's and it's poor planning. Well, I think many agents will put stars in the eyes of their sellers and they go in thinking. Well, and those same agents are also using those homes to promote themselves as like, look, mm-hmm. I can do this and get right. this percentage for you. And it doesn't right. work in all cases. Not always. That's so you got to be right. real careful around that. That's right. Well, we got to pay a couple of bills here. We're going to take a quick break. But when we get back, we're going to be talking about some changes to the building codes in the city of Seattle and how that might impact impact you and your checkbook uh stay tuned more open yeah, house well, and how reba. you cook <laughs> <laughs> open house with team reba on am 1580 the answer now back to open house with team reba welcome back to open house with team reba i'm reba hass of team reba remax metro east side happy saturday and i'm eric osnes from homebridge financial home mortgage yes thanks for being with us today everybody absolutely well we were talking about the the housing market you know, in our last segment and just how things are still kind of rolling along and, and super hot Pierce and Kitsap County. And mm-hmm. uh, the heat's going to be coming from a little bit of a different source in Seattle. It's sort of starting to look wouldn't, that wouldn't way. Wouldn't it be a lack of heat? It could be a lack of heat. Because there'll be no fire? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. If, listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's about the uh, the potential for a natural gas ban. Right. A natural gas ban on new construction, um, you know, as as a result of the city of Seattle's, uh, you know, goal towards getting reaching a zero emissions uh, city by the year. I think it's twenty twenty six, something I'm like that. Looking in the it's, article, it's, it's, it's not popping out at me right away. It's, it's in there somewhere, uh, but um, you know, so so we we were kind of thinking about that one. How? Is banning natural gas going to impact our Seattle housing market? I did a real quick survey. I, I just well, some people might even be confused because they've always thought 
I thought natural I thought gas we were, was clean. Right. I thought we were doing a good thing there, right? Right. Well, yeah, and, and even uh, the city council member, Mike O'Brien, who I believe proposed that initiative, uh, admitted that his home has gas, uh, you know, appliances. Mm-hmm. So I know it's my preference. Oh, I love cooking with gas. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have gas heat. I have gas water heater. I right. have gas fireplaces. I love my gas fireplaces because I hate the mess of a wood one. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it also probably means that no fireplaces whatsoever unless they're those funky looking electric yeah, the, ones. The sort of little, you know, just put a... I mean, some of the modern ones are kind know, of cool looking. put a but, video screen in front of your, you know, fire pit or something like that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so so gas is no longer... Uh, a good thing. It's now a bad thing because uh, it was discovered that some of that gas could come from fracking. Right. So, you know, so now, um, you know, with from an environmental standpoint, is that a good thing? You know, that's that's the, the concern right now. I don't really know from an emission standpoint, if you compare gas to um, oil, of course, there's going to be, you know, gas is certainly much cleaner. If you compare gas to electric, of course, electric, most of our electricity and the Northwest is clean. It's coming from hydroelectric, you know, power. At least the majority of it is. Right. So, but but if 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 now all of a sudden a builder and is, starting to come from wind and other sources, oh but sure. yeah, yeah, it's but still got it, a long way to go before we can make that permanent. It does absolutely. So if a builder can't build with gas, what's that going to do to to the cost of 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 building a home? Do you think it'll have a significant impact at all? Well, the guess is that yes, it will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how, though. Well, here's my concern. Okay. Uh, you, you and I had a show about a year ago, and we had Andy Wappler on uh, mm-hmm. with Puget Sound Energy. And he was talking about uh, a program called Energize East Side, uh, where, where they needed to, to basically rebuild the grid, the power grid. Right, and that fight is still and, going on right, right now. All up and it's down called the Energize East Side. East Side. Right, so Energize East Side... Uh, basically, the the prediction was that there's so much growth going on over there uh, that unless that that grid and those power lines, mm-hmm. especially, are upgraded, uh, they're going to have brownouts, rolling brownouts, yeah. is what they were trying and to or blackouts, sort of, sort yeah. of frighten us with. So, well, and, and the thing is, is they're not they're not trying. It's not a scare tactic. That's the yeah. whole deal. I have sat in on numerous presentations around that, and it's not a scare tactic. It's reality. Okay, so then why would I want to switch to electric appliances and electric heat? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so you and I are going to go back and forth on this a little bit for the sake of our listeners and kind of yeah. where some of this material came from. We're going to arm wrestle this okay, one. So, We're going to arm wrestle well, no, for the solution here, on this here, one. Here's my thing. We're talking about the east side. Mm-hmm. This article is talking about, talking Seattle. about Seattle. Right, but and as PSE Seattle, doesn't offer oh, no, electric I, here. Oh, I know. They but, have the gas here. right. So now what you're doing is like what they're what they're circumnavigating, in my opinion, is they're trying to get PSE out of it so that they get more customers. Could be. Yeah. Because they have their own power grid. Yeah. So City of Seattle could be doing this one hundred percent just to get access to all the clients themselves. So I'm I'm not a conspiracy theorist kind of person at all. So the fact I'm even saying that mm-hmm. It's just where my brain went because I'm like, wait a minute, this is talking about Seattle. And then I read the article because this came from like a Cairo radio website. Mm-hmm. Right. And you made the comment about, you know, it's going to make housing more more unaffordable. And I'm reading this article and nowhere in here do they actually state how. 
Well, I'm asked as I'm I'm just asking the question. You know, how will that impact it? And mm-hmm. and if a builder's building a home in my in my mind, a home that has, for instance, gas apply, gas gas stove mm-hmm. uh, or a gas fireplace is a more more of a higher luxury, a higher yeah, level than a, than a home with with electric. Yeah, most people consider it an upgrade. Right, correct. Right. So so builders want to sell their homes for the maximum possible price. They mm-hmm. want to put these types of things in. Right. They want to add gas. But but on the other side of it, uh, my concern is um, when if you're all electric and and, and mm-hmm. back in the '90s, early 2000s, we saw so many homes converting from electric heat to gas mm-hmm. because it was so much less expensive. Oh yeah, totally. And uh, now that's also comparing old technology, you know, baseboard right. heaters or wall wall units, yeah, and very things like that, that were super inefficient. Uh, you know, so so I know now. You know, if you put a heat pump in, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a, a reasonably efficient, you know, yeah. type of a system. But, and we're seeing more and more of that in new construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know the technology is is and getting the mini better and it's coming out. The mini for splits. zonal heating sure. and everything else, and sure. all of that is electric. Right. True. So True. I'm still looking at this, going, huh? how huh? is it affecting? Well, yeah, it, it's although it's, it might limit the choices of the consumer. I think so. But my fear of being all electric mm-hmm. is these number one strain on the power grid. Mm-hmm. Number two, the the cost of it. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like electric has not been a necessarily stable priced, right? You know, utility. It's it's up. It's well, down, and if we and do start pulling down hydroelectric dams, because mm-hmm. you got to remember, we're right. still also concerned about what's going on with salmon habitat. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if we ha- – because there are some we, of those dams that have been deconstructed mm-hmm, right. and that have discussion about that. Right. So, I mean, it's – So you pull those down. Mm-hmm. What happens to the price of electricity? Now right. all of a sudden you're, you're all electric and you're, you're sort of mm-hmm. you know, captive, captive to that. I wish I could be in on some of the conversations yeah, when yeah. these things happen. Yeah. I, it, it's a fascinating thing, but it's, it, to me it's, it's sometimes uh, – you, know, you see – Social engineering, you know, ideas like this that have a, a very good uh, purpose. You know, they want to help help with the environment, and everything. But the the ultimate outcome is can and end up making things much more expensive for consumers. And and who does that really hurt in the long run? It hurts folks that are low income, moderate income. Could that affect affordable housing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all these factors are in there. Yeah, um, I yeah I I agree with you on a lot of that. I just I'm still going back to looking at this article and you know Matthew Gardner, who I like and respect mm-hmm. over at Windermere, who's the chief economist for them. They quote him and it says, "I don't think it'll have a consequence on the availability of housing, but it'll have a consequence on the cost." But then he tries to tie that into when there's already limited scarcity of land, skilled labor. And more, a ban on natural gas throws another wrench into the spokes. And then he says it's going to be more expensive for the builder, and that's going to be problematic. And I just, I'm like, Matthew, how? Mm-hmm. How is it more expensive for the builder? Yeah, I, I, I would like him I to explain himself yeah. because I'm not. Unless well, you're talking about utility connection charges and things like that, you know. Maybe, no, no. but you're already going to have it attached to electric anyway right you but you so I it's mean, not like you're doing to, something new and different well you just have to wire it differently and and bigger panels and you know you know all of that i don't know how much that varies comparing to plumbing in well maybe uh, more people will start putting solar on their homes it's, it's entirely maybe possible. it's going to be a boon for the solar industry not, no, no problem at all with that yeah that's, that's i certainly totally wouldn't fine. mind 
I, I would love solar. In fact, that's actually one of the things I'm holding off on with my roof right now is I probably need a new roof in the next five years. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm going to look at is whether or not I can put solar on. Right. Well, and you and I have talked about this before. You know, some some people are, you know, very, very strong in the climate change you know camp. Others are not. Uh, mm-hmm. But one thing that I think most people are in favor of is if there's a, a new technology that comes out that, that, number one, saves money and it's cool and it's good for the environment mm-hmm. all at the same time, they'll buy it. A perfect example is the Tesla. Look at the Tesla. All electric. Yeah, and that thing's not cheap. It's freaking cool, though. Yeah, it's not cheap, but people are buying There's them, right? There's a bunch buying of them. Buying them in, in, in droves. Why do you think a lot of the other car companies are mm-hmm. starting to produce all electric? You know, because they're they're fast, they're cool, mm-hmm. they're sleek, and they're good. Yeah. So, you know, the the market will, will sort a lot of those things out. Yeah. And, and I mean, okay, so environmentally, though, batteries for electric. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, know. I know. We go back and forth all yep. the time on this. Right. Right? Because right. it's like... Each well, technology has its Achilles heel. That's true. Right. Right. Yeah. Just make the uh, make so, those batteries in some other country. I mean, how about just outlaw fracking? <laughs> well, Although right now that's one of the reasons that the U.S. oil industry is doing so well. I know. It is. It is. Uh, and, I'm not a fan of it because I, I have family living in well, the Midwest, and yeah, Kansas well, is having more earthquakes than we are mm-hmm. because of all the fracking going on in Oklahoma. Mm. At least that's all the estimates that everybody... Right, is, right. You know, pointing at right now is like that activity has been affecting them quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'd love to hear your your feedback on on this discussion. Oh gosh, wouldn't yeah. this be a fun one if yeah. people would? It was good. You know, yeah. Send, send us send messages. Send us some email info at teamreba.com. Tell us what your or get on our social is. media. Even better. Let's let's yeah. let's open the con- don't make it a private conversation. Make it sure. an open conversation. Why let's not? get it on to you know the Team Reba page. You know on Facebook or yeah. you can hit us up on Instagram or on Twitter. You know we're happy to right, respond. Right. right. Well, and get into a conversation. Absolutely. And I and I'd be happy to you know tag Matthew Gardner and be like, dude. Give me some like yeah. hard numbers on help, here. What? Help us how does here. that work? Right. Help us. If you're going to be an economist, tell us right. exactly well, that's right. how that works. Well, and and this um, this article on the natural gas is also piggybacking uh, another initiative by uh, by Mayor Durkin of Seattle to put a 24 cent per gallon tax on oil. And uh, okay. and the incentive there is to force people. Uh, to transition out of oil into electric, I'm assuming, not gas, mm-hmm. uh, to, again, lower the emissions for the city of Seattle. And the idea is this $0.24 cent a gallon tax will be used to provide some grants for people to be enabled to, to make that transition. I have some thoughts on that, too. I bet you do. Yeah. So when we come back... <laughs> I bet they're not good thoughts. If we're still on the oil or not. (laughs) Uh, But uh, we're going to be back in just a couple of minutes here. So more open house with Team Reba. Stay tuned. See what oil is in the tank. Open house with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now back to open house with Team Reba. 
Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osses from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Hess from Team Reba. And happy Saturday. We're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock and mm-hmm. sometimes on Sundays too from on, 3 to 4. Yes, correct. And we're always available on podcast. That's right. That's right. So just ask Alexa your... or look up your yeah. pod, favorite podcast and we'll be probably in their open house yeah. with Team Reba. Yes, and you can uh, actually, we're seeing more and more people who are subscribing. So feel free to subscribe and you'll be notified when there's new content. There you go. Awesome. Yes. All right. Well, before the break, we were talking about an initiative by the Seattle Mayor Durkin to propose a 24 cent per gallon uh, tax on oil. If you had a 600 gallon tank of oil, that's an extra 144 bucks uh, per tank. Oh, so you're talking for heating. Yeah, for heating oil. Yeah, I mean, there's if you you're think, not talking about oil for like your car, no, I'm talking you're talking about, about heating oil, heating oil. So I'm glad we got a, that clarified because I thought you were totally talking <laughs> about cars for a while. No, no, no. So okay. in, this, in the city of Seattle, it's estimated that there's about 18,000 homes that are, are mm-hmm. heated by oil. Yeah, and that and, is an estimate because remember, we had the folks from PLEA, mm-hmm. the Pollution Liability Insurance Agency mm-hmm. that's um, sponsored by State of Washington, which is free insurance, by the yes, way. If you get, have an oil get, tank, go yes, get it. Get it. Get uh, it. Go to PLEA.org, I think it is, mm-hmm. P-L-I-A.org, yep. and you can get that information. But um, they, and that's an estimate because they, mm-hmm. they have like the number of tanks that they have information on but they believe it might be even more out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well the the thing is that uh, if you think about the typical oil heated home these are older homes uh, these are homes that uh, many of those are are still owned or occupied by by seniors mm-hmm. uh, that are on low income and uh, you know and, and making a transition to buying a new furnace I mean if you buy a new furnace if you convert oh, it's not from cheap. oil no it can be Ten, fifteen thousand dollars, sometimes even more, not counting decommissioning an oil tank. Oh gosh, yeah. And and so it's it's not a it's not a minor endeavor at, at all to to undertake. So Are the cost of conversion is that high? Because well, I know just getting a new furnace a is new at one. least five to seven. So yeah, yeah if it, you're it converting, can it can yeah. be wow. Absolutely, because then uh, you know if you're going from oil, let's say you're going from oil to electric, mm-hmm. the same home with oil heat probably has an outdated. Uh, you know, um, box, few, mm-hmm. you know, electrical panel yeah. that might need to be upgraded to accommodate electric Yeah, which is another few heat. thousand dollars. You know, certainly don't want to convert to gas because then you might be forced to convert out of that down the road as well. So Yeah, the thing is, is most of the oil furnaces I ever see are usually converted to gas. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's the most common. It's the most simple thing. Yeah. Because you've got a space, you've got the ducting, you've mm-hmm. got, you've got power already there a right. nominal amount that you need for that yeah just plumb in a gas line and off you go and right. and now you're 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 much more um you know better for the environment i suppose compared to, to oil heat um with that said oil heat is very dense it's a dense mm-hmm. it's a dense energy source and it can't that's how i describe you <laughs> thank you so much you're so sweet sorry Oh boy! I can't help myself yeah. sometimes. Come on, you just opened yourself up. Yeah, you just walked Sorry, right into ahead. that one. Go, yes, you did. Boom. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so, so I don't know, Reba. Do we want to have all oil heat eliminated in the city of Seattle by the year 2028? Because that's the proposal. Ooh, you know what? This this totally reminds me when the city of Seattle, again on a green uh, run, was 
trying to force energy efficiency on homeowners at point of sale. And I'm going to go to your point of uh, agreement in that the people who will be forced are most likely the people who can least afford mm-hmm. to do it. Right. It's not that there aren't still some of those out there with people who maybe are in the working environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just based on my personal experience, anecdotally, I would agree with you that it's mostly going to be seniors who are on fixed incomes and there's no way they have the, f- the funds to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And they shouldn't be forced to have to take a loan out against their home right. to have to do this. Right. Like, and I, I can see it if they're going to try and do it in a point of sale forcing. But now, once again, it's, you're, you're shoving it down the line to the next consumer who maybe hopefully can afford it. But now you're affecting their affordability mm-hmm. on a home too. And, and, and is someone going to pick that home right. if they know that they have to do that, whereas another home may not have to have that done at all? Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it opens an enormous can of worms. When we, um, Randy Banneker, who's been on our show mm-hmm. before, um, he actually had me help weigh in when the city of Seattle was trying to do the energy efficiency requirement because they happened to do it right at the time the recession started. You know, where they were talking, it just happened to hit that timeline. Mm-hmm. And my argument before it was that everybody was impacted financially. My argument then was you're impacting mostly lower income or people who are on fixed income. You know, these house rich, cash poor folks mm-hmm. that what are you going to do to them? How, how can you make them do that? And it starts to, to my personal opinion, um, should get people like the association of realtors involved to have a conversation about that too, because now you're affecting someone's property rights and what they can do with that property. Right. Right. Well, and I was reading a a few of the blogs on, on one of these articles, you know, kind of talking about this and it's, it's 50, 50. It's pretty interesting. You know, there, there are folks saying how, how could you possibly in good conscience run oil heat Mm -hmm. when you know you're polluting, you know, the air for your neighbor. And, Oil and heat I, is actually fairly efficient. Well, it 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 it, it is, and it, and like I said, it's energy dense, right? Uh, because so, uh, you know, so so as far as the BTUs that you know gallon mm-hmm. oil puts out, it's a ton, and in, in, in comparison, however, yeah. on the other side of that, you know, the city is estimating, you know, that if we got rid of, you know, these eighteen thousand oil, uh, you know, oil heated homes, that would drop. Emissions by about four hundred and thirty-three thousand metric tons over ten years. That's the equivalent of taking about ninety thousand cars off the road every year. So it's you know that's, I don't know how to get your transit in order, <laughs> so you can get the cars off the road. There you go. The traffic around here is disgusting. So yeah. why don't we just do that first? We could try that. That would be kind of good. Not huh? that I have an opinion. Yeah. Time spent. <laughs> Time spent. <laughs> that kind of came out pretty terse, didn't Ooh, it? it did. <laughs> or, no. I might have just startled our listeners. Was on fire here. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can see both sides of this argument, but um, I know from a pure economic standpoint, let's say I've got a home that's on oil heat, mm-hmm. and I plan to sell that home in a in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense for me to spend, you know, ten thousand dollars or whatever it's going to be to convert? You know, when I it's going to take me how long to recoup? You know that that cost, if ever. You know, I don't know that my my energy cost yeah, is going to be less expensive. I don't think I would. Yeah, it's, I'm just spending that money. Right, you're just doing it to make them happy. I mean, right. I, I I completely understand why they want to do it. Mm-hmm. I, it's not that I don't understand it, and I am somebody who is very 
conservation minded. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, you and I both are. I mean, it's so mm-hmm. yeah. conversations like this. There's there's not a lot of simple answers, Mm-mm. but I don't think dictating to people. I mean, it's like if you're going to do that, you better find a way to get some kind of rebate, whether it's through property taxes or something else to those folks to offset some of that cost, mm-hmm. because now you're penalizing that number of homeowners right. for a decision because those are older homes. They didn't make that decision for that oil mm-hmm. tank to be there. No. No, it was and ubiquitous so, at the time. Right, exactly. Those it's, were modern. Those flipped off a of coal heat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So that's the whole thing is like now you're going to put that group of homeowners in a situation that there's no winner. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no winner other than city of Seattle being able to say, look what we did. Yeah, right, right. So, you know, yeah. I mean, this is seriously, listeners, this is something that you should weigh in on. Especially if you're one of those folks who has a home with that type of heat. Yeah, or your parents. Do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you're renting in a place like that, guess what? If your landlord has to do that, mm-hmm. guess who's going to eventually pay for it? Yeah, you're going you're gonna to pay for it with higher rents. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so these, these are definitely things that, as listeners, we can't just sit back and go, oh, look at that. Oh, I read this article. Oh, that, oh, that doesn't mean anything to me. Because it, it, it may. Right, and and that's the unintended consequence to some of these good good natured initiatives. You know, I, I love the idea they want to be carbon neutral in Seattle by twenty fifty. Well, the road okay, to hell right. is paved with good intentions, so there <laughs> you go. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. With that, we wrap what a way up to end the show. Another episode of Open House with Team Reba. Welcome to Hell in a Handbasket. That's right. With oil heat. That's no. right. <laughs> No, listeners, we do want to thank you for spending your valuable Saturday with us. (laughs) Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.